the August issue of the journal First Things, Hans Borsma makes the point that reading the Bible is hard work. In this week's episode of Quick Answers to Simple Questions, I continue my discussion with Dr. Borsma, and I ask him what exactly he meant by that. You say at one point in the article that uh, reading the Bible is hard work. Mm-hmm. Uh, how so? What's so hard about it, it? It's hard work in a variety of ways. There's all kinds of reasons why I think it's hard work. Uh, but the most important one is a spiritual one because um, when we meditate on the text, when we reflect on the text, when we study God's Word, um, God confronts us with ourselves. And that means we need to be honest with ourselves. That means we have to go through a process of repentance. That means we have to go into a process of confession before God. Um, and so we need to, we, we need to, str- we will, if we do that, if we do that, we will struggle with the text. We fight with the text. We fight with ourselves. Right. There's a spiritual process that's hard work. And um, if that's not part of the process of your reading, if you don't find the Bible hard work, there might be a problem there, then that suggests. I think it is. Yes, if you think reading the Bible is easy, you can just spout off what you find. It means you haven't encountered what God is saying to you in the text. Um, now there are other reasons why it's hard work. And again, I'm not dissing the hard work of, 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 of academic is not the right term here, but I'm not dissing the hard work of, of um, exegetically struggling with, with uh, historical questions. Um, it's, it's a legitimate thing. Um, but that's not really uh, the hard work. That, that's, that's ultimately the hard work of, of exegesis. Well, this... Uh ask you a question about evangelizing or bringing, let's say you have a friend and who is not Christian, maybe not nothing in particular, and you want to bring them into the church. Um, if reading the Bible takes great spiritual discernment, it would seem we should be very careful about evangelizing non-believers by handing them a Bible. Yes. <laughs> not sure if it's a leading question or if it's set up or what. <laughs> um, let, me, let me say two things. One is... I, I mean, mean I, I'll tell you my own... I have my personal experience. I huh. did that. I, I handed somebody the book of Matthew and said, well, read this. Yeah. And I, at the time I was doing it, I knew it was a bad idea in a way <laughs> because I thought, well, I can put myself in that person's shoes. And I'm going to read this, and I'm going to think, "What? Well, so what?" Yeah. Um, it's because I don't have any spiritual discernment. It doesn't. It's, we say that, of course, the Holy Spirit might take a hold of somebody in, in some capacity. But anyway, yeah. go ahead. Uh, two comments. One is I'm largely sympathetic to your reservations, um, and and the reason for my sympathy is that I'm convinced that Scripture functions within the tradition. So there's first tradition, then there's Scripture. Uh, and we too often flip that around. In fact, we don't flip it around. We say there's only scripture. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, never mind tradition. Yeah. No, actually, tradition is there first, and scripture is encapsulated within the tradition. Um, and so there's first an ecclesial context. Uh, there's first God, God taking us by the hand as a church and using scripture as a means to lead us by the hand. So scripture is, is one element 
um, hugely important one to be sure, but it's one element in that tradition, uh, which means to, to give someone just the Bible or just the book of Matthew and say, here, go read it and you'll become a Christian is, is I don't know what kind of analogy to use, um, but it's, let's say, giving somebody a steering wheel and say, go drive a car. Yeah. It, it doesn't work like that. Now, I'm not, and I'm not saying that's implied in your question, but I'm not adverse to giving somebody the New Testament. I'm not adverse to giving somebody the Gospel of Matthew. Um, and the reason for that, Yves Congar, who I really love as a theologian, mid-20th century Dominican theologian. What's his name again? Yves Congar. Okay. Uh, mid-20th century Dominican theologian. He, he, he's the one who opened my eyes to the role of tradition in relation to scripture. He has a book called Tradition and Traditions, uh, an amazing foray into the scripture-tradition relationship. How do you spell his last name? C-O-N-G-A-R. Okay, just like a sentence. Excellent, excellent uh, theologian, very influential in the Second Vatican Council. Um, and... Um, Yves Kungar speaks of scripture as the most important monument of the tradition. It's a really good way of putting it, I think. Most important monument of the tradition. It's one monument of the tradition, but it's the most important monument. And on Kungar's understanding, it is, it is um, materially sufficient for all of Christian doctrine. Um, it, it was fascinating for me first time to hear, to, to read a Catholic saying something like that. I thought, yeah. wow, so he, obviously Roman, Roman Catholicism doesn't quite under, understand the scripture, relationship, scripture tradition relationship the way I thought it did, or maybe the way it did at the time of the Council of Trent. Certainly something has been happening, and I, indeed later on I, I discovered something had been happening in Catholicism. Um, anyway, that's a different story, but my point here is, Scripture is really important, and I believe there's a relative autonomy of nature. I won't get into that in detail now, maybe, but, but what that means for me, what that implies for me, is that um, uh, I can give someone the gospel, say the gospel of Matthew, um, and expect that person's rational faculties to engage with that gospel, to come to a certain understanding of it, and to ask himself all sorts of important questions. Yeah. And it can be an important stepping stone to that person becoming a Christian. So I'm not adverse to giving people the gospel, giving people the Psalms, whatever. Um, but I'm very sympathetic to what lies at the heart of your question. And that is, um, scripture lies encapsulated within the tradition. And therefore, to expect the Bible by itself, on its own, apart from its ecclesial context, um, to reveal its meaning to us um, is, is problematic. ¶¶